What's happening, everybody? And welcome. We are back. First of all, should I say we are back for another edition of the, the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kermahan. And as always, I'm joined by my very good friend, Keith Anderson. Keith, we're back, mate. It's been a long we're time. We're back indeed, aye. Yeah. I don't know if it's by popular demand, but we're back. We're back, yeah. Just to sort of give a wee bit of, there's been a lot of sort of different personal circumstances why we haven't been able to do the to do the podcast. However, this is our back now and you can of say that we are, um, you know, glory hunters or anything like that because we came back at the, probably the most shittest time now. <laughs> Aye, but we're not fair weather fans. It's a, it's, a, it's a gust of wind and pushing the rain and we're stepping it in here. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, I like like we like we're saying. There's only really one thing on most Rangers fans' lips at the moment, and that is basically the the state of the club, both on and off the park. Which is what we're going to be discussing um, discussing tonight. Is let's say that most Rangers fans are discussing it, whether you know with their pals and their WhatsApp groups and work everywhere, and you know it's a it's a hot topic and um, on 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 all our minds at the moment. But just one thing, Keith, I wanted to. I wanted to go back to is one thing that we said before um, as well, which was which was really important. You know, when we were talking last year, you know, when we were discussing, you know, the road to the road to Seville when we done all that, we're not going to go back and end the past stuff and all that. However, one of the things that we did say, um, which we brought up a number of times, was a massive rebuild was needed in the summer, and you know, it's that's it's no happened. Is that one of the things that could be maybe the downfall of this? You know. Uh, in terms of what's happened, I mean, also there's a number of different things which have happened, but you know, we have, we did say, you know, then that we did need that because there was a lot, there was an aging squad as well in there. We wanted you to put his own stamp on the squad, and you know, it doesn't really look like he's done it, has it? No, no, I think it it, it was needed um, for a number of different reasons. Uh, you know, like we're, we're going to pay the price in the summer when. You know, some of assets, just take Kent and Morelos, at one point that was probably £20 million plus on our on our balance sheet that's going to walk out the door uh, in seven months or eight months for free. Um, that, that's one element that, that's, a, that's a bit criminal. Uh, but like you say, it's, it's a bit rejuvenating the squad, letting some of the older players go that we've decided to re-sign for reasons best known to Ross Wilson, I guess. Um, and as you say, after last season, it's, it's not a coincidence. We played... What one less game than every single possible game available last year? Liverpool played every single possible game last year. Both clubs are having a bad year. Um, yeah. you know, as more so than, than Liverpool. Oh, well, maybe no. Liverpool are what 10th in the league. Um, mm-hmm. and they didn't do much business either. They've got an aging squad, their midfield's getting tired. So, a lot of the same things last season was a hard old season. Um, so I think it, it might have been good timing to do that rebuild and get in lots of fresh blood and go again. Um, and we've not been able to do that, you know, getting in the, enough fresh blood. So we're not able to go again. And that is undoubtedly a factor. I mean, you, you touched on it at the start. There's, there's more than one. But for me, that is definitely a factor and a pretty significant factor. And, and we can talk about whose fault that might be. But, um, you know, to say it's, oh, it's, it's nothing, it's not important, I think would be, uh, would be incorrect. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of the one of the other things as well, Keith, that you know that I've, I've brought up as well. It's just like we as Rangers fans haven't just decided after the performance on Sunday, which was quite frankly atrocious, and um, the just after the performance on Sunday, that things need to change. This is something that we've that we've seen pretty much from the start of the season. You know, pretty much from you know 
pretty much from the Celtic game onwards, even even before that, the performances weren't that. You know, I mean, some of them were decent and stuff like that, but, you know, getting through the Champions League was a massive thing. But since the sort of Celtic game where they, are, you know, where they beat us for nothing, since then, the performances on the park have been turgid. You know, we have been unlucky with injuries as well. You can say definitely with, you know, nine players out injured. You never see that, you know, nine first-team players out injured as well. Um, you know, it is it's a number of things, but the performances pretty much since then have been unacceptable. You know, the Champions League was an absolute you know, bomb scare of our performances, you know, the, particularly the Liverpool Liverpool game at Ibrox was, you know, quite frankly, one of the most angriest things I've ever been leaving Ibrox, you know, the way that we just capitulated there. And then from there, it's just been turgent all the way through, you know, you know, the you know the Livingston game is a prime example, you know, we're drawing one each at home, and then again in Sunday, it's just the performances have been, like I say, turgent, haven't they? I, I, I would say... I mean, I think you've been a bit generous saying, you know, this this season. I would say this calendar year under Geo has been has been pretty hard mm-hmm. going, to be honest. Um, Dortmund aside, um, and the home momentum and the, the Europa League knockout group, and then maybe the semi-final beating Celtic and, and the final beating Hearts, although both of those went the extra time. So, you know, obviously they were, they were, they were tough old games. Um Apart from maybe those exceptions, you know, so you're talking, I don't know, rounding up, being generous and the odd one here or there, maybe 10 games this year that have been, you know, have been good and on it and a fun watch and a good result at the end of it and all that sort of stuff. The rest of the time has been a mixture of, you know, a couple of standard ones, but most of the time it's been it's been pretty grim. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can only do that so so long and get away with it. And that's exactly what's happened. That's how we've, we've threw away stupid points last year that cost us the league. Because at the start of 2022, we were, what, six, seven points clear or something like that um, yep. when we came back after the winter break and shot the bed uh, and handed, well, handed Celtic the title. To be fair, they went on a good run. That they've continued into this this season and we've continued shitting the bed and throwing away stupid points because if you're not, if you're not on it, and I know Rangers fans, some Rangers fans will say, well, performances don't matter, it's all about the results. And, and that might be fine, but when the performances are dug meat, the results... Can only last so long. You can you can squeak out a one 0 or a two one with a late winner or whatever or a penalty or a you know these, these things will happen, but they don't happen thirty eight games in a row for you to win the league. That's not how it yeah. goes, you know. Um, so I I think the the performance levels have been have been pretty poor. And if we're being honest, I mean I'm going back to the start of the year that they probably um, have been worse this season than than they have than they were last. Um, yeah, I, I would I say. Think so as well. And you mentioned injuries, and that's that's right. That's that's a that's a hard one on Gio when he goes to pick the team. But I go back to um, the Liverpool example. They've they've got plenty of injuries, so last year's a hard has has taken a toll. And also, um, what's the what the what the fitness levels like, and what have the signings been like? Because most of the new boys that have come in have got injured pretty quick. So either we're not getting them up to speed, and we're not getting them fit enough, or we're signing boys that are made of biscuits. So either way, it's no. You know, it's not like a, it's no force majeure. It's not an act of God. There's been factors that have been inside our control. Where again, at some level or multiple levels, we've shot the bed. Yeah, one of the things there that you mentioned as well was you mentioned the extra time performances that that we done. You know, total sakes, we done the Braga game last season, and then we played the semi final against Celtic where we went extra time. You know, we done those two performances. You know, on the Thursday and the Sunday. I have absolutely zero faith that this team can do that again. This season, the fitness level seems to have fallen off a fucking cliff. 
as far as I can see as well. You know, I was I had a thing and I was talking to you about it when you know before um, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the fitness levels and all that. I think the fitness levels were based on last season were based under the pre-season that they had under Gerard and Gerard's crew behind them, you know, Kilshaw, Beale, etc. Um, they're behind them as well. But this season, they just look, you know, they just look so unfit. And I don't know if it's, you know, watch, obviously the coaching staff have all changed around um, in there the pre-season, but there's something fundamentally wrong when you can see players blown out their asses, you know, you know, in the games. Aye. And you're right, I mean, that, that... That contributes to injuries first and foremost. Muscle fatigue causes injuries, right? That so that that yeah. that can happen. But also, it's just things like um, look at look at Davies, new signing came in, looked like he would, he could afford a, a good partnership with Goldson. Goldson's been injured. Davies missing games, or he gets too tired, and you need to take him off after an hour or whatever. Yeah. You know, and and we um, last season we were calling. The other side, they were calling him hamstring FC because there are lots of hamstring injuries and or oh, they get tired after 60 minutes and all these sort of things. That's us. We get tired. That's us full of injuries. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the script has been has been flipped. And I still think that, you know, they, there is an element of some of some of those still within the within Celtics uh, uh, problems, but nothing like ours. You know, like we I felt on Sunday like we tried and huffed and puffed for and looked good with the intensity for 15, 20 minutes. Didn't really create enough to, to keep keep the momentum going, and then like we got a bit tired and started you know playing shite. Yeah, it just goes to the fact that when we're tired, we just go back to there isn't any there isn't any. Well, do do, do, do you try to change it up a wee bit on? Um, I think we on, should talk about that as well in a minute. Perfect. By the way, yeah, yeah, he obviously tried to change up, but it was just a fucking disaster. I think. Yeah, everything. yeah. Let's let, let's have a look at one of the things I did want to have a look at was the Champions League performance. Um, Oof, well, in there, right? Sort of. I think. I think I mean, um, you know, it was a it was a great achievement getting there. You know, beating PSV was was a hard slog. You know, particularly after um, drawing over there, we thought, oh no, this is going to be this is going to be tricky. Uh, sorry, we drew it home. Drawn here, aye. yeah. Sorry, and then we beat them over there, which was incredible. Um, but then the group stage that we got, I mean, as a as a stinkery a group, to be honest with you, you know, having Ajax, Napoli, and Liverpool in it, a great group. You know, it's a, you know, it's what you would, it's a sort of, you know, glamour group you would say. But I, we've been, we've we've been showing up big time in it. And I have been down to Liverpool for the game, and I was, I was, I was in Anfield, and it was, it was two nothing again. Going, on, I mean, they battered us again, and then they battered us there. The Napoli game is obviously a bit of a turning point. You know, with James Sands getting sent off, but the Ajax games were just horrible. I think that sort of Ajax because it happened. The Celtic beat us four nothing, and then a couple of days later, Ajax beat us four nothing, and then that was <coughs> excuse me, that was just horrendous. Um, and then the next game, I think after that was Napoli. So I think you beat four nothing, four nothing, three nothing, or or right after each other. Um, so it was a hard one to take. In there as well, but the Champions League performances just shows just how much needs to change in this team. You know, we got there, which is fantastic. You know, they banked the money, but you know, again, we're looking at the board and stuff like that needed to come out and put their money where their mouth was after we get in there. You know, when we get into the Champions League, we were screaming out, sort of, once we got that money banked, the fans were screaming out for, you know, transfer deadline day to bring in a few other reinforcements and 
it never happened. Aye, and and that's where you get, you know, sound bites from Ross Wilson and Geo where we're happy with the squad. And, you know, as as the modern phrase goes, that didn't age well, you know, like you look at it now. Um, I think Champions League, I think we were probably lucky we caught PSV early, if I'm honest. Yeah. I think seeing, seeing how it's unfolded, if we'd, so if we'd be, caught them. They also beat, sorry, Keith, they also beat Ajax at the weekend. And Aye, 2-1. Weeks later, they probably put us out. So we've we've probably done all right catching them early enough to to beat them. Um, and you know, over the over the two legs, I kind of felt like we. Sh- I thought I thought we would have you know we deserved to to go through. Um, so you know, credit where it's due. But since then, I I think um, Ajax the four 0 game was was a weird one. Maybe it was a maybe it was a perfect storm. And then afterwards, Geo saying we can't compete at this level or we can't compete with teams like that really um, set the tone for, for the rest of the group. The, the players never looked confident. They they looked like they just didn't want to be there. Uh, if I'm honest, they looked like they just can get us over with, man. They, you know, it was it was shitbag performances. And most of the time, we were lucky. Because Liverpool 2-0, like you say, they took the foot off the gas. Napoli in Naples, they were in second gear for 50 up, And then they just went in neutral and coasted for the rest of the game. Um, yep. If they'd kept going at the full full pelt intensity, which I don't even think they hit, but if they kept going, and that, bear in mind that was, I don't want to say it was a B team because that's harsh. They've lots of talent, but it wasn't the strongest eleven. It was a they've got a very good squad, they're very good players, um, but it wasn't the first eleven. You know they rested four or five of their, their their main boys, so you know they could have went after as hard, and it, it could have been easily been another seven one or whatever. Um, so you know a mixture of they are better teams. They just are. That that's that's you know, they they that's not they're not in our weight class. So, you know, we were never we could have been hundred percent at our absolute best. We could have played every game like we did against Leipzig at Ibrox in that semi final. And you know, we probably still finished bottom of the group, if we're being honest, yeah. right? So there is that. But it's how you lose. And if we'd went out and had that performance and had a go and got beat every game, but we just kept trying and, and doing our thing and expressing who we are and looking confident and hungry and fighting for then you go they were better take a bow well done we move on yep. we learn from it but we didn't we went out and played like a bunch of wee lassies and it's that that we can't accept there's no shame in yep. getting beat off any of the teams it's how you lose a, a football match uh, and we lost all six of them pretty much there was maybe a half hour here or a wee spell there but by and large every game we lost every game in an unacceptable fashion yep I mean look at the the Liverpool game, you know, Salah scoring the quickest hat trick in Champions League history. You know, it's just it's just things like that that are just totally unacceptable. The way that we the way that we just capitulated at that second half was just totally, totally unacceptable. It was horrendous viewing. Um, just on that, I mean, Gio was an Aaron Ramsey away Aaron Ramsey penalty away from immortality as a Rangers yeah. manager. That's maybe a bit facetious, right? Because you know, that would only have squared it up. But for the sake of argument we win that penalty shootout and win the Europa League. That's him. He's a legend forever. Yep. Unmatched record. Nobody's ever done that that level of European competition before. It would have been the greatest feat in Scottish football history for me. Yep. Look at him now. Like you say, exactly. fastest hat trick against us, our worst ever defeat at home, and the worst ever Champions League group. That's the records he's got now. You know, yep. or we've got under him, or whatever. However you want to badge it. 
football's a funny old game, you know, it, it, it can turn pretty quick. But but that that's the fine margins that we're talking about, and that's what it means um, at Rangers. And those are some pretty uh, pretty embarrassing records that that we now hold, and and that that campaign alone, never mind some of the others. And you know, like you say, looking ahead to the second of January, it could be another beasting. You know, God yep. fucking heaven forbid, what could be waiting for us if it, if we go if we played them tomorrow. I'd be shitting myself, man. It'd be how many? Exactly, and that's the thing about let's 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 go into the manager now, Keith, as well. I mean, Celtic have gave his teams a doing a couple of times now. You know, there was a three nothing game at Parkhead last season where it was three nothing after twenty odd minutes, and they battered us. The four nothing game there as well. Fair enough, we beat them in the semi final. But Gio's had quite a few batterings as a Rangers manager, um, as well. And obviously, he comes with a big pedigree. You know, he was a great player. You know, we all loved him as a player. Um, and some what career. Accomplished this, uh, some career as well. That's one thing you can you can never knock him for. He's had a fantastic football career. Um, but it's just his performances, the performances of the players on the front. It seems like the fitness of the players and the players, it seems like they've gave up on him. You know, there's, I don't think there's any... Well, has he, do, do, do you think he's lost the dressing room? I think there's a, there's a couple of things I would say. First and foremost... There is there is crossover. You kind of intimated on earlier, but there's a mm-hmm. there's a saying in the fight game: um, fatigue makes cowards of men, and, and that that happens. Uh, and, and you see that happen, like you say that that's where the fitness and some of the performances overlap as well. When they get safety first, when they get this and that, and they get you know know what to know what to take a pass because they don't want to lose the ball and get shouted at or booed by the fans or what or make a mistake that. That is um, exacerbated by fatigue. You know that 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 happens when you get tired. You get you turn into a coward. Um, so so that I think there's a bit of overlap there. Um, first and foremost, but I, I don't know, man. I think that for the, the dressing room, I, it looks like he has. But then you know you, you hear some of the some of the stuff like Lundstrom's interview. You not know, I can't remember what game it was. Um, was it after Ajax or before Ajax or, or whatever? Um, and he was saying, you know, like uh, maybe it was after Aberdeen or whatever. And he was saying, oh, we need to go and we need to do it for the manager. We, you know, he, it's no fair. He's given us instructions, and we're not going out and doing that. And Gio's intimated at that as well, you know. So they're clearly clearly not executing his game plan. And a lot of people say, oh, Gio's no tactics, and he's this and he's that and he's the other. But he came out after Aberdeen. He's like, that's how I want him to play every time. He's telling us what he's telling them, and it's exactly what we want. But they're not doing it. So is that on the players? Lindstrom said it is, and of course it's it's partly on the players. But it's the why, and, and we don't know day to day. You don't see what's going on in the training ground. But the fact that they're not doing it definitely looks to me and suggests that you know that they're not they're not playing for him. So no. I think the only logical conclusion is that whether he's he's lost them or not, whether they've turned against them or anything like that, and it might not be. It might just be he's too nice a guy, and they've not got that fear. But respect we fe- we fear baked into it that you really need to go out and, and run through a wall for somebody. Um or he's not that total father figure that Ancelotti's meant to be, right? Everybody they just love him so much they'll run through a wall. Sir Alex Ferguson, you respect and fear him so much you run through a wall. Gerard had that aura, you know, that sort of you mess with me, I'm gonna smack you one, uh, that made made the players so much harder to beat. And even even then we were calling him a team of bottlers, but they never capitulated like they have in some of these games under Gerard. He's taken that bottle that bottling, t- uh, you know, tendency to a new level, and I think yeah. it's maybe it is he's just too nice a guy, and they don't really fear him, and you know, it's it's that rather than a 
I, I don't think I've turned against him, but I don't think they're playing for him. So I don't, I don't know if that answers the question or makes any sense, but that's just my yeah, reading yeah. of it. Yeah, it seems like it's it is a tricky one because, like you're saying, with the Lundstrom argument, you know, with him doing his presser saying, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, for the gap and stuff like that, but it clearly what he's telling them isn't going out in the park. So, in a case of a few bad apples in there who are only doing what the manager says, you know, and stuff like that, or else they think they know better, you know. That's still the manager, that's still on him, though. That's because the, yeah, it's still they, on him because he's the manager, yeah. Drop them. on his bed, yeah. Dale, you're not pulling your weight. You're not doing what I ask you, mate. So I don't care that you're on 40 grand a week or you're the most expensive player or you're whatever. The fact is, you're at the team. Yep. Simple. Ryan Kent is a good example. Maybe that's what's happening there. Me, man, you're not doing it. So until you get your act together, you're not going to be playing. Simple. Yeah. Aye, aye. It seems like this this collective now is, like like I said at the start of the show there, this isn't just something that we have decided over you know, because we could beat it, you know, we could beat in Perth on Sunday that we want him out, you know, or anything like that. I mean, never want to see a, a Rangers manager be unsuccessful and, you know, no. fail or anything like that. But, you know, there comes time when it does need a change. And it looks like looking at the performances on the park, particularly this season, like like you said, since he took over with the section of Europe, you know, and maybe the, you know, the Scottish Cup, you know, the performances have been, have really slipped from, you know, the, the season that we won the league. Um, massively fell off a cliff, you know, you know, in there as well. It's just, I mean, I'm, I wasn't, I was like, I think we should have gave him a chance, you know, when everybody was calling for his head a couple of weeks ago. But now I've, I've, I've turned, and I think we need, we need someone else. And who that is, fuck knows. That's not our job to sort of say who it is. Um, but obviously, there's a few people that we would like to have in. But you know, but we need, we need something different because, like I said, you know, they are. You know, we're seven points behind in the league. We don't have anything else to play for. Europe's at the question. We've got a semi-final versus Aberdeen coming up um, in there as well. There's a lot of stuff still to play for in this domestically um, in this league. And I don't have any faith that this coaching staff will, will, will deliver anything this season for us. Aye. No, I, I, would, I would agree. I, I don't... <clears throat> I, I, to be honest, I don't know how anybody could have, could, can have the belief that they're going to go and win the treble for the sake of argument, you know. Um, I, I don't, I don't see it. He's a good cup manager. He's got a decent, you know, like you said, he had a chance to win one cup and he won it. He had a chance to get to win one cup in Europe and he got to the final. Um, you know, mm-hmm. last season. So, you know, could could he go and win the cups? Maybe is it enough to go into a cup double? Of course, it's not. We need the league. No. Um, yeah. you would sacrifice the two cups for the league any day of the week, especially with the whole, you know. Straight into the Champions League next season, I think again. But yes. you know, given yeah. given how bad the Scottish teams have been, I mean, we were still the best team in Scotland as far as coefficients this season. That's how yeah. bad how bad were we? We were the best Scottish team coefficient wise. So that you know that that's not going to last forever if it continues like that. We're we're going to find ourselves. You know, you might not even have a Champions League qualification spot sooner sooner rather than later. Never mind straight into groups the way that yeah. this new Europa Conference and all that. You know, there's there's a slippery slope here that. We we as a collective need to be need to be wary of. But back to the manager, I think um, yeah, no confidence. And I think that you mentioned it a little earlier there. Changes, his subs. If you look at the changes he made, the substitutions he made at home to Levy in a in the weekend there against St Johnson, he's desperate. He's yeah. desperate. So at home to Levy, what does he do? He goes and puts on Ruth, Cholak, Kent. Morelos, Takala, fucking, you know what I mean? Just, oh, you're an attacking player. Get on the park. We'll go 
we'll go an inverted Christmas tree, we'll go five up front or four up front or whatever. And you're like, ah, this is just, this is, this is, what the hell is this? Do you know what I mean? It's just throw bodies in the box, throw the ball in the box and hope for the best. And that was how, you know, Lundstrom kind of got a goal as, as it happens. And it, it was similar at the weekend. He just goes, uh, we'll go three, five, two, but we'll really just go one, two, three, five because Tav and Borna are not going to defend and we'll just leave young, young Leon King up against, you know, one of two or sometimes two experienced centre forwards and they ran him ragged and I felt sorry for the kid. You know, he, yeah. he was getting pulled here, there and everywhere and, you know, he's basically just one-on-one and he's in half and he's like, shit, what am I doing here? It just it was utter madness. There was there was nothing nothing to it. Like it just it's pure desperation, sheer desperation. He's fighting for his job. He knows it, and he's getting desperate, which is not a good sign. Not a good sign yeah. at all. It, he's cracking under pressure, is how I would read it, um, which will make him more likely to make stupid decisions and make errors, and it compounds. Is is what can can often happen. Do you know what I mean? If you're if you're not handling it well, then. Your your rationality goes out the window, and you make you make it worse rather than better. You know, it's a it's a vicious cycle. So, I I think he's I think he's done. It's a matter of time. It's just do we have any faith in maybe this is where we move on? Do we have any faith in anybody above him to recognise that and call it early, or do they do to him what he did to Leon King at the weekend and just leave him out there far too long and exposed, and it just gets worse rather than better? Yeah, yeah. One of the things. Just go back to the the, the game on Sunday there. Totally, everything you said there. I think that Leon King has been pretty much been left out to dry by him. Um, you know, playing a young eighteen-year-old centre half on his own at the back is criminal. As far as I can see, this is this is supposed to be this boy's breakthrough season, where where you would imagine him, you know, coming off the bench, you know, every once in a while, you know, playing in a playing in a few, you know, domestic cup games in the early stages yet. You know, getting himself used to maybe playing a few games at home, you know, against no disrespect, but but lower teams or teams that are doing the bottom of the division at home, you know, you know, the people are resting. Obviously, with things that have happened, injuries and stuff like that, it hasn't happened. But the poor boy has been left out to dry by Gio, I think, as well. It's that reaches his substitutions look to a desperate man. And also, we also had Ben Davis there, who clearly was playing when he isn't fit. And that's what's happened a number of times with Ben Davis. He's, he's, he's only finished a couple of games. And the game's been on. He's been getting off in 60-odd minutes, getting off at half-time. Because the, the boy's no fit, but he's having to play because we don't have anybody else but, to play at the back. Uh, not 100%, but on Sunday, he takes off James Sands. Sands has, pl- Sands has played comfortably at centre-half, especially in that where we know St. Johnson are going to you know, try to hod out. They're not going to be putting four men up front. So you, yeah. if they just left Sands beside King... You're fine. You've not got a mad drama. Worst case scenario, you want to take Sands off. He's injured. He's no fit. He's whatever. Lundstrom is in the team. He can sit in at centre half and provide a bit of cover with a young man as well. It doesn't need yeah. to be rocket science, you know. And that the other thing where I fear is you're playing against a team like Oliveris and Johnson, and they're sitting in the rain box, and they've just got all the big boys on, and they'll just want to heed their crosses away. So in order to score, we put more people in the box. That just makes it harder to win the ball. Because yep. it's more crowded. Actually, what's going to beat these teams is going to be somebody shooting outside the box. It's going to be a runner for deep that they're not tracking. That's got it's got a run on somebody that goes on beyond or whatever. You know, like variation. Not just go. Oh, we're playing five at the back, so we play five up front and just go and sit on them. No, that's not the right thing to do anyway. Um, 
certainly my opinion. Uh, Gio's yeah. forgotten more about football than I'm ever going to know, right? So maybe I'm lying. But it just doesn't seem logical to me anyway, put it that way. This whole, this whole throwing the ball into the box and hope and hoping that hits a Rangers player and goes in doesn't work. You know, we've, it happened through Gerard's face stages as well when we were sort of struggling towards it when he would just get the ball. Borna would just throw these boys in, throw these boys in and these big Scottish centre-halves the centre half are playing and the Scottish, Scottish league are just like, thank you, he does, he does, he does. And that's it. It's easy, easy cadre for them. Whereas if we take the ball, play a bit of football with it, try and, you know, like you say, a late run, a, a dig outside the box, you know, things like that would work, but no, it's constantly out wide and try to float it in. And it's just no, it, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work, particularly Rangers as well. And, you know, one of the other things that I wanted to sort of discuss is I want to talk about the, the players next, but one of the other things I want to talk about, Keith, as well, is the set pieces. Um, that's one thing that's fell off a cliff this season. Is I'm, I'm saying that a lot, falling off a cliff, but it has. I heard, um, and I don't know, I, I don't know if this is right, but I've heard that Colin Stewart, the goalie coach, is our new set piece coach, which terrifies me because he's a fucking goalie. You know, what does he know about attacking? You know, a set piece, you know, and stuff like that. Whereas we had Tom Crowshaw last season who had done all our set pieces. And that's why we're so successful with a lot of them. Also, we had that help when you had somebody like Leon Balligan up there who, who bagged a few goals for us. A goal for Celtic with Hollander who came for a set piece as well. number of goals that we scored came from set pieces and this season, they're, they're never to be seen. Uh, well, that was the thing. I mean, even 55, <clears throat> I mean, how, how many how many goals did Goldson, Hollander, Balligan, did those three centre-halves, how many what collective goals did they get that season? It was probably like, 10, 15 goals or something like that, maybe, maybe more. Yep. I don't know. Goldson had his best year ever, and he was he was near the ten mark himself, if I, if I yep, remember was, right. Yeah. Aye. So, like you say, it, it was working, it was clicking under Gerard. Like you rightly say, Holanda scores the one 0 game when we we play Celtic with you know Robbie McCrory in goals, Leon Balligan at right back. back. Yep. You know, you know, like just COVID the tip. Remember with with Nay Gerard yep. and the dugout, Nay Tav, Nay. You know, like I, I can't even remember who else. But you know, we were missing a bunch of players, and we go win the game. Um, with, with Big Phil's header and and whatever, hard to beat all that sort of stuff, right? You know, it was up against Ange Ball, or it was his first one, but still, um, you know, so it was um, it, it was an asset to our game. You know, we we scored a lot of goals for set pieces, um, even in Europe. You know, Balogun scores against Bronby, Balogun scores in the three 0 game against. Uh, Red Star, I want to say, I think it was. Um, yeah, it however, was, it was yeah. we got in the knockout stages, um, stuff like that. So, I it, it, it was exactly that. And then now we just you know lump the lump was, and we seem to have this 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 thing where if you watch, all of our corners are out swingers, and they all either don't beat the first man or clear everybody. It's like yeah. there's no happy medium. It's either under hit and it's it's useless, or it's it's a way up the back and it's over everybody, and you're like. That's useless or not, you know, we just don't get enough quality in. But even when you do, you're right. I mean, you've got Sakala winning a header and hitting the bar at the weekend. If he's our best aerial threat, I mean, he's got a decent leap on him. But like you say, he's not Balogun, he's not a Hollander, he's not a, I don't know, a fucking Mark Haley or, a, you know, even he's not a Yelvich or, or whoever, you know, like we don't have yeah. that, we don't have that presence, you know. When, when did we last have an no, attacker score for a corner? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a massive, it's a massive concern that as well, and then also defensively, we set pieces oh, as well. Oh, Jesus, I mean, man! It's the same as 
I think I think that's been a thing under Gio as well. It's been a massive concern. You know, we do have a goalkeeper. Let's say we're going to go into the players a wee bit. We do have a goalkeeper in Alan McGregor who is forty year old and doesn't come off his line. And I think, you know, he, he played exceptionally well last season. And then this season, these frailties have came about, and then he lost his place in the team in McLaughlin. And then McLaughlin had a nightmare against Celtic um, as well. And then he's, he's he's never been seen again, and I don't think he will be seen again. Um, McLaughlin, but you know McGregor just you know he's I think he's do you think he's been shown this season that his age is keeping up on him and this this is I mean I think it's his last season surely can he can he go on keep going on like this if he does it shouldn't he be at Rangers even though he's I, been a fantastic servant. I I mean I, I I thought I thought last year he was yeah. he was done if I'm being totally honest and you're right I mean we had McLaughlin had that horror show against um, Celtic and then. Um, McGregor comes out has a world day against Liverpool. Everybody's like, last year it was the right decision, but I, I think you know it's the same last season. He had a couple of good performances, um, notably when Gio came in. Like he wasn't very good under Gerrard at the start last year, and you think is there a problem? He, he went up a bit, like everybody did. Then we had that wee run to Christmas where everything was going pretty well, um, you know. And then pff, last this this calendar year, the whole thing just went to. Shit, yeah. like in a Formula One car. Yeah, I think um, when I was talking about Gerard, I was meaning sorry, his European performances last season were pretty top notch. Some of the games he'd done, the penalties he saved, and um, the Red Star game for talking sakes, he was very good in Europe for his last season. But aye, like you aye. said, the league is sort of season as well. He's getting, cost his points he's in the league last year. He did, and, he did. And the think... game, particularly the two each game at Ibrox, game at Springs to mind, the Ross and... County game away as aye. well. Aye. A few, a few we drop points, and I think Hearts. There was a Hearts game or not? I think that's that's the thing. That last season for me was probably the first season where, on balance, McGregor cost you points. Every other season he's ever played for Rangers, even if he had a mistake and he cost a goal and he cost you three points or two points here or there, he more. Yeah. Worth ten points. And 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 the round, um, you know, the was ten points probably. Last season, it, 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 but um, no coming for crosses, no tapium. Um, it, it, it costs it, it does as well as some of the you know, players missing and the right signings or whatever we don't anywhere on the team to go and attack the ball and win it with a head um, which does when the goalie's no goal defenders exposed well We see no danger in the other box. We had what was it, forty-seven million corners or something like that the weekend. Yeah, we did really. And, you know, we probably conceded a call, a goal for a corner, a penalty. Or at times this season, do you know what I mean? Oh, no, I've got invariably they do. You've you've got the fear anytime that the uh, anytime a team's got a corner against us, you do get the fear. Um, in there as well, I totally, I totally Aye. agree with that as well. And I, I think one of the things that, that really stuck out to me was the Ajax game last week. Um, but when you looked at a team, obviously, let's say we've been decimated with injuries, but 
had the backbone of our team. We had a 40-year-old goalkeeper. We had an 18-year-old centre-half. We had a defensive midfielder in James Sands playing centre-half when he plays as a centre-half, but he can, he can do in there. Our two centre midfielders were Stephen Davis, who's 38-year-old, and Scott Arfield, who's 34-year-old. You know, that's just that's just unreal for a team in the Champions League to be playing, to be having that those players in there, sort of trying to, and that's your backbone of your team. It's just wild, man. It's it just it bamboozled me last week when I seen it. And you think about it, you know, Davis and Arfield, you know, a 38-year-old and a 34-year-old being your two centre midfielders because of everything that happened. I mean, it reeks of it reeks of laziness in terms of the board, I think, for not bringing in anybody. Um, it reeks, uh, you know, geos, the, the signings that they've brought in, obviously, like you mentioned, some of them have been injured and stuff like that, but we didn't bring in any defensive midfield. We didn't bring in any midfield, centre midfielders during that time. We're still relying on, you know, all these boys that were signed by Gerrard. You know, we're, we're relying on Stephen Davis again, we're relying on Scotty Arfield. You know, Ryan Jack, who's made our biscuits, John Lundstrom, you know, we're relying on these guys and we haven't done anything to freshen that up. In terms of, I'm sure we're bringing guys like Lawrence, who's an attacker, who's, who's a number 10, you would say, but he's not a, he's not an 8 or a 6, far from that um, as well. And then when you look at some of the signs, like Ravi Matondo, whoever agreed to pay £3 million for him needs to be taken out the back and, you know, battered as far as I'm concerned. That's a wild amount of money to play, pay for pay for somebody. Um, as well, and then just some of the some you mentioned, Keith, as well. You know, two arguably two two of most selling assets is probably Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, and it looks like the two of them are going to go for nothing at the start at the end of the season, which is absolutely criminal. Considering you said and you were right, they two were worth you know probably twenty twenty five million on a balance sheet um, last year, maybe even the year you know the year before that for sure. It's just absolutely criminal the way that the club's being run. You know, they've got all this money in from Champions League, season ticket money. They keep asking the fans for more and more money, even getting an email today. You know, we obviously got an email on Friday saying that the semi-final tickets are paid, you know, available today for fans mm-hmm. and it's still another two months until the game. You know, it just seems like they're, you know, they're fucking, they're, they're, they're ripping the piss. It seems like they just, they keep asking, asking for, asking for more, 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 more. And because, you know, and we're, and we're doing it, but at some point it needs to, it does need to stop and you need to sort of answer for, you know, first of all, how the club's been run and the performances on the park as well, but you don't hear anything from them. We, Ross Wilson, you hear from him when the club's doing well and we're doing great and it's, and it's you know, it was him that got us to Manchester because of his signings and all that pish. I mean, the dumps, you never hear for that, so, you know, it's things like that that you, you know, sorry, I'm getting a bit heated here, but you never hear from and then, um, you know, like Douglas Park, it seems like he's only interested in matters when it concerns his actual main business, though, when it concerns the club. You know, we need to have these guys, you know, held accountable for their actions, and, you know, they're no. Aye. You know, we uh, don't hear from them. No, no. Ross Wilson is a, is a, is a, good, a good case. The signings have been, you know, they've not worked it. I think there's been 24 signings. I've seen a start. I say a start, I don't know if it qualifies, but 24 signings under Ross Wilson. And I think today only three of them have played more than half of the games since they've been here. That's wild, isn't it? And that's a mixture of injuries because some of them are utterly made of biscuits. And then guys like Rabbi Matondo, where you're like, unless that boy's going to put on two stone of muscle, he's no use to us. Yep, guys like him, Junino Bakuna, who came in and then was away as soon as he came in. Aye. You know, things like that. It's just, aye, it's just, aye, it's totally, I mean, sure enough, he has brought in a few good genes, you know, like Bassey. 
you can you, you can say you know fair play for that, but you know, was Bassi not a Mark Allen signing? Was it? I, I thought he was a. I thought he was a Wilson signing. Was he? Um, oh no, definitely. Whoever signed him, one I watch. But yeah, that, that was. You know, if if your strike rate is one in twenty four, then you could chalk that up to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I there's something needs to be fundamentally changed but, here. You know, the 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 criminal the criminal thing is like I said. We let guys, we let someone like Joe Aribo go to his last series contract and then we had to sell him for £10 million, which is relatively cheap for, I think, the ability that he has, that, 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 that the boy possesses. And he, and he, he started he started quite well at Southampton. Obviously, they've just lost a lost a manager, but I think he started reasonably well down there. He bagged a few goals um, at the start there, but, you know, losing somebody that has ability for £10 million, you know, for 10, well, £10 million plus add-ons, I think it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a criminal thing. You know, Kent and Morelos, who are two sellable assets, are leaving well, nothing as uh, uh, well, sorry, are, you know, are, uh, let's talk about the two a bit, Keith, as well, because, you know, like, Kent has just been, the boy looks like a shadow of the, the player he was when he, when he first came, and, you know, the, the year we won the league. You know, looks like Casper. He, he does. <laughs> he, he does. In every sense like, of the word. Sitting in his room listening to My Chemical Romance or something like that, you know, it's just, it's wild how he's dropped off a cliff, and Alfie, you know, obviously him and Geo have had their had their disagreements, and you know, the, the, you know, Kolak Kolak has done incredibly well, but Kolak to me is, you know, he, he's a goal scorer. He's in the box when when we are when we are struggling against you know the tides and stuff, you know, against teams like you know like St Johnston, you know, when they, they go two nothing up and we're trying to float these balls, and Kolak's nowhere to be seen. We need Alfie in there because he can offer so much more. He comes deep for the ball. He does everything. Kolak is a this 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 is really bad, but he's like a person of Chris Boyd where he's in the box. He's a goal scorer. You know, he'll bag you a goal, but unless you're playing to his strengths, he doesn't really offer the team that much. And I've been a wee bit harsh there saying that, but that, that that's the way that I've seen it. Unless we play to his strengths, which is you know it seems like we do at Ibrox a lot. We play to his strengths, but away from home. I think we need somebody like Morelos in there, but Morelos doesn't seem interested. He doesn't seem like he was that fit when he came back as well. You know, is he sort of is, is, is he is he on the way out? You know, do you think do you think we'll see these two guys at Ibrox next season? I don't want Kent there next season. I think um I think he needs to go. Um I wouldn't have him back after his Liverpool performances to be honest with you. Uh, particularly the home game, he just shot the bed there. Um but what do you think, Keith? Sorry, I'm rambling like fuck here. <laughs> no, right. you're, you're not wrong. That, that's the thing. Like, um, I Kent, our second most expensive signing ever, seven and a half million quid to let him go for free. The word you used is spot on. It's criminal. There's there's nothing there's nothing else to say about it. And that one hundred percent lies at the feet of Ross Wilson. Um, yep. Alfie, um, similar. You know, you know, he was. We turned in 16 million, 18 million. He was valued that we were looking for the 25 at one point. He's not been worth that for a while, unfortunately. But um, this season, uh, he's just, he's, I don't know. He's just, he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't look interested. Um, Ken, I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening with him either. Since, seems like to me, since since Gerard left, really, he's, he's done very little. I mean, last season, he had a pretty poor season. Um, yeah. You know, he showed up in Dortmund as did Alfie, and you know, Alfie was was Alfie was better, a lot better than Kent was last year up until Alfie's injury. Um, but Kent, for me, for eighteen months now, is or or, or at least I over a year anyway. Um, 
has been pretty rank rotten. His numbers have been embarrassing. And people say, oh, I don't like his numbers. Uh, you know, he takes two men. He doesn't. He doesn't. He takes two men because uh, he just takes fucking ages and waits till a second man comes and helps the other boy out. Do you know what I mean? Like, you watch Aberdeen or whatever. Sakala's got two men half the time, I know. Do you know? Because Tav's in field and they don't know where to go or whatever. It happens. It doesn't mean that he takes two men to mark and the rest of the team are free to go and do what they want. Kent is ineffective. One of my mates says to me, oh, but he works hard and tracks back. So did Daniel Candace. But nobody rated him at seven million quid. Do you know what I mean? And maybe Daniel Candace is exactly what we're missing on that fucking right-hand side. But that's a that's an, a, an, another debate. Um, but Alfie and Kent, I've no interest on in seeing either of them. I, does Alfie the Rampage best offer? Yeah, absolutely does. But we've not that put in there. So, you know, almost certainly I would die. I, I, 100%, 100% I would. And Kent, I, I wouldn't really let him play for the... For him. Yeah, nah, his value is just. I take a really good for him to get it. Yeah, it's, it's just a, you know, it's just Sorry. a. Oh, and and also, like one of the things I forgot about as well, with this was, um, you know, we were we were a boy here away for losing Connor Goldson last season until he signed his new contract. You know, we didn't know what was happening to him until the very end. There as well, so that's another one. These players like this should not be our most sellable asset. Should not be getting let go for nothing, or even coming into the last year of their contract. You know, without knowing what's happening with them. Fair enough, guys. Like you know, like Scotty Arfield, Steve Davis, McGregor, giving them your contracts. Even now, Ryan Jack. I don't see Ryan Jack staying on now because of his injury concerns. Um, but guys like that, I can understand them getting year on year deal with up till now. But like you know, letting letting our letting our most sellable assets go down to a year on their contract now, six months on their contract. Whereas in a couple of weeks' time. You know, in January they're free to discuss with any team in the world. You know, they can they can sign a pre-contract and then that's them away for nothing. It's criminal, absolutely criminal. Um, and there's major things that need to be done in this team as well. And I'm I'm pretty worried. And you know, also coming up round the corner as well, we've got still two games before the World Cup starts. I am um, starting the Hearts on Wednesday, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm all looking forward to going to Ibrox on Wednesday. Um, it's going to be a hostile atmosphere. As soon as anything happens, the the fans are going to be on the players' backs, and um, rightly so. But it's going to be it is going to be a tricky game for the, the the players. And Wednesday, and Hearts will be right up for it. You know they have they'll they, they'll obviously know what's happening with, with Angels and see what's happening, and they'll be they'll be right up for this game. It's almost admitting on Sunday and sorry on Saturday as well. Sorry, mate, cut it a wee bit there. What were you saying? Sorry, I'm just saying about uh, look, looking ahead. To oh, the, I scared the hearts game. I, it could be yeah. anything, man. The atmosphere will be harsh. Um, and there might what, do you think there'll be protests? I don't know if there'll be protests. I think there might be if the result doesn't go away. I think there'll be a lot of angry people. Even if we get a draw, um, anything but a win. And this and probably a performance somewhat to the Aberdeen game. Um, anything other than that, I think there will be. If it's anything like, you know, a 2-1 or something like that, you know, I think it'll be, it'll be very hostile. 
Um, it'll be almost like the Hamilton game, you know, under Gerard before the before COVID struck. Um, in there as well, it'll be sort of similar to that game, I think, where it'll be you know be tense. I'll be, I'll be on a be be on tender hooks definitely. Aye, that's a fun thing. Covid probably saved Gerard, and the World Cup might save Geo. Um, yeah. Whether it should or it shouldn't, I think we've we've made our thoughts clear, but it but it might. No, you're right. I mean, if Hearts take the lead, oof, it's going to it's going to get tasty in Ibrox, man. Yeah, but it sure is. Uh, it's going to be, and then also we've also got a, a game. You know, we're playing. We'll get another away game lined up on Saturday in Paisley, as well. And St Mirren showed, and they you know they beat they beat Celtic um, a couple of weeks ago at Love Street. So that's going to be another. That's going to be another hard game. You know, they'll be right up for it as well. They'll see that we're frail. And we're, you know, we're there for the taking the both teams will. And aye. it's going to be aye, anything o- other than... On their day, yeah. both of these teams can cause us problems. Um, yep. And we know we're unlikely to be on our day. So if they are, then aye, you're right. I mean, St Mirren have um, they had to beat, they beat Celtic in that. So, you know, again, we know they can cause trouble. They've got some, they've got some talent. And Hearts are, well, Hearts have caused us problems, you know. All the, yeah. pretty much all the time you know they caused problems last season they caused problems under Gerard before you know it's a, hearts are, are never never easy again you know if, if they're on their day and we're not then they, they could take something at Ibrox they, they did uh, last season so aye oh man I'm not looking forward to it either it could I don't know how busy it'll be but I don't know it could, it could get pretty toxic pretty quick yeah I could see I could see a few people obviously not going due to circumstances aye. but also it's also on the other hand it's a it's the last game for for nearly as well over a month because of the World Cup. You know the oh, next game is uh, Hibs in um, December. You know the end of Dece- um, just before Christmas. Aye. So uh, it's a week before Christmas. The next game um, is as well. So it's a it's a lot, and then also people want to voice their opinion as well about the state of play. Aye. So um, aye, it's going to be it is going to be a tense, tense Wednesday night. I think at Ibrox. I think the the banner. Or, or well, banners, but it's, it's, I, I mean, I would expect to see a banner from the for the Union Bears, and there might be other, you know, signs up. Also, there might be other things. It's also Armed Forces Day because this oh, is the last aye, one before, shit. so there'll be Armed Forces Day in there, which maybe take a bit of a maybe take a bit of pressure off. We might know, focus on on people being respectful. On, yeah, instead of focusing on you know Geo, they'll be focusing on the. The guys who really deserve, you know, their, you know, the the time on the pitch and doing sort of aye. stuff as well. Um, and yeah, so I will be, will be that. But I can imagine at the end of the game, if it isn't three po- if it isn't three points in that board, then it'll be that'll be bad. And it's even during the game as well. It'll be, I'll be thinking if Hearts get an early goal, which is something that we seemingly always can gear away the new. You know, we always mm-hmm. seem to let teams go one nothing up against us, which we done against Aberdeen, and look quite well. We came back to a great performance, but. You know, we've done it with St Johnston, we've done it with everybody. You know, we're giving them a goal, goal a start um, as well, but it's sights. That Major was a thing last season as well, right enough? It was. It was at the start under Gerard. We were giving teams a goal a start, but then we were, the thing about this is we were coming back and winning. Um, I was talking to one of, my, one, of my, one of my family members and, you know, they were, they were talking about even like the Celtic game when they, when they went to two each with, with two minutes to go. If that was us, We'd have drew two each or get beat, but they they went on in one four two, and it shows you the different mentality that is there between the two of the, the two clubs. You know, you know, I would have if, if we conceded an eighty ninth minute goal, an eighty eighth minute goal, I have zero faith that this team would would turn around and do something there, um, as well. But it just it, it shows you just where the club the club is, you know, and just 
Well, there's a lot of stuff that needs to change in it, starting with, you know, the managers and the players and working all the way back, I think, to the... Aye. To the, the weekend is actually a perfect a perfect uh, picture of it because, you're right, you know, they're, they go into extra time to each, um, having conceded in the 88th minute or whatever it was, and they score two, two goals in injury time. We score uh, to go 2-1 with 20 minutes left. Who thought we were going to score in our two and win the game? Yep. Nobody. If anything, the scoreline flattered us. Yeah. St Johnson were looked more dangerous than we did. I mean, that could easily have been three or four, and we, we couldn't really argue. Right. And that's crazy in the end. I mean, for them to score their first goal totally against the run of play, first time they're running a half, but by the end, it could easily have been three or four one, and we couldn't have, we couldn't have said a peep. No. No, and it just shows you, you know, just how just how things need to change in this in this team really does starting with you know, I think it needs to start um, with the manager and I think if the, the board are gonna do something and these these guys are the guys who are fast enough to do something like this, but I can see if anything needs done it needs to get done quick, you know, it needs to get done, you know, after Saturday. If they keep them till Saturday, which obviously is gonna happen now, they're not gonna they're not going to not keep them now after, you know, the, the deadly silence that's, been, that's came for the club the last couple of days, other than demanding money for cup fight, uh, semi-final tickets. Um, if something needs to happen, it needs to happen early in the t- it needs to happen early in this break. So if it is a new manager that's coming in, then he needs to come in and he needs to get the players embedded in and into his philosophy and tactics and his way of working um, and the way that he sees it. And Gio needs to get out quick if that is the case. But, I don't. I, I think. I think they'll keep him here until, until it's you know the fucking end of the transfer window when we can't bring anybody in. and we've been scalped or Celtic without the fucking cup, without everything. You know, I can see. I can see that happening as well with this board. I have zero faith in them. Aye, I think for me it needs to start with Ross Wilson because the problem is you sack Geo, who's higher than the replacement. Aye, is that, is that guy with a terrible record? We mentioned earlier three out of twenty-four players and the guy that recruited Geo. Yeah. So yeah, I I would get rid of Ross Wilson first. Yeah, then I I'd get rid of Gio. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's a bit of a tough ass to go. Dell, you're the new director of football. By the way, I need you to get a new manager in the door in the next two weeks. Maybe that's maybe that's too harsh. I don't know. I'm I'm not director of football, but I, I think you need to start with Ross, Ross Wilson. It's got to start there. Yeah, yeah. I think the the deadly silence from him when we're doing when we're when we're not when we're struggling a wee bit when you need somebody to come out and sort of say. You know, we understand things are no doing great. We need we need some communication for the club, and you don't get it. Whereas when we're doing well, he's the first one up to say, "These are my players. This is this was this was with the help of me that we got to Seville." You know, oh, he's fucking photos in my other place, grabbing right. tits yeah. and up to whatever he wants. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was him at Eindhoven, wasn't it? When we get through, Aye, that's that's all you get is like Aye. him has we has we faced behind Aaron Ramsey like that fucking seal. Remember, Aye, I just yep. you're like, ah, mate, play the game, and then like you say, as soon as soon as anything goes slightly off off plan, you guys hiding under a cone somewhere or whatever. Yep. I don't know what he's doing. Aye, I think they need to get rid of both of them. I think I, I, even like I say, Gio, everybody, every Rangers fan loved him as a player and respects him as a player and what he's done, but it's just it's 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 not working. It's not working now, and things need to change before it gets any worse. And I think it starts with, like you said, starts with him, starts with Ross Wilson, and then it goes down to Gio and his staff, and they get new people. And I think it goes from the top to the bottom of the club. Aye, and I, I, 
I've still nothing personal, nothing against you at all. Like he seems like no, a nice guy. I wish him all the best. In fact, I would want nothing more than him to turn it around and be the most successful Rangers manager ever. But yeah. my problem is that I don't believe that's going to happen, and the board should have enough evidence to see that it's clearly not going to happen and act on it. That you know, like it, it genuinely none of this is anything personal against the manager Ross Wilson, any of the players. None of it's personal. We just want success for the club, and these guys aren't bringing it. And we need to get in somebody that people that are going to bring it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's literally their job. Yep, yep, exactly. I think that's right, and I think that's probably. Well, I see we're coming up to the mark now, so that's probably a good place to to call it as well, Keith. We could probably talk about this for another couple of years, and you know, get ourselves made angry. But I think it's a it's a good place to call it, and we'll probably we'll, we'll be back. Um, We'll be back, you know, later on in the week because we've got two games to come up to discuss anyway. You know, in um, Hearts on Wednesday and St Mirren on Saturday, we'll be we'll be back next week to discuss that. But it's um, it's great to be back. Like I said, it's really good to be back. So, um, like I said, sorry about the the radio silence over the last couple of months. It's just like I said, but family issues and stuff like that. However, we're back now. And we're we're ready to go. And as always, Keith, thanks very much, mate, for your your time. And you know, it's always it's good to talk to you. I know, cheers mate, always good to chat It's been somewhat therapeutic Although, like you say, still still more to get out of the system, no doubt Yep, I'm going to go and scream and scream into my pillow For the next 20 minutes before I go to sleep um, <laughs> Sounds <and> good <laughs> So until then, like I said, me, me and Keith will be back um, later on in the week To discuss the, uh, the, the next two games But until then, keep safe and hopefully, like I said Six points is a bare minimum that we need That we need now, obviously, you know, with nine points before But we need six points I mean, some good performances in there as well. To, you know, show that the, you know, everybody's on, on the right path. Hundred percent, mate. Let's yeah. see. Hope for hope for the best. Eh? Like here's yeah. to here's to like say six points and two good performances. Yeah, definitely. And then me and Keith will be back uh, later on in the week to discuss everything else. Until then, thanks very much, guys, for listening. We'll speak to you soon. Take care. Cheers, mate. Cheers, all.